Hello, this is Caleb with God's Loving Sacrifice Podcast, where we talk about the Word of God and how it helps us get through today's world. I hope you learn and grow as you listen. This week, we're going to talk about part one of baptism. In order to understand the scriptural teachings regarding baptism, you, you need to know what the words mean. The Greek words are baptizo, baptisma, and baptismos. The word baptize is not really a translation. It is a transliteration, which means that just a letter was changed. They took the word baptismo, B-A-P-T-I-Z-O, and changed the O to an E. In doing that, the translation of those words did not carry over. Most people think that baptized means water, either dunked or sprinkled. But in the Greek, the word didn't have nothing to do with water. And a lot of confusion has resulted from that, from people not understanding the real meaning of baptism. When the scripture refers to water baptism, the content text always makes this clear. When it's not mentioned, when water's not mentioned, then we need to use care. We need to study the word. We need to recognize what kind of baptism that it's speaking of. Baptism in the Greek words are um, cleansing or engulfing or immersing. And none of that has to do with water. You can be immersed in debt. So we really need to be careful when we're telling people which baptism we're talking about. And to show that, um, there are six different types of baptism in the Bible. And let's go over them in some scriptures that spell those out. First, we have the baptism of John. That's in Matthew 21, 25. And it says, But Jesus answered and said unto them, I will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things baptism of John, where was it from? From heaven or from men? And then there's baptism of repentance, and that's in Mark 1.4. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And then there's baptism unto death. Therefore, we are buried with him through baptism unto death, that just as Christ was Raised from the dead, the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in the newness of life. Then there was baptism in water. Matthew 3.11 says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than eyes whose sandal I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Then there's baptism in the Spirit. It's spoken about in the Matthew 3, 11 scripture I just read, but it's also in 1 Corinthians 12, 13. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, we have all been made to drink of one Spirit. And then the last one is baptism unto Moses, and that's in 1 Corinthians 10, 2. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware 
that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. So, as you can see from those six, baptism isn't always about water. So we really need to be careful when we tell people that to be saved, to make it to heaven, you have to be baptized. Yes, you do have to be baptized. There is a baptism to salvation, and we are going to talk about that. Right now, I want to talk about the fact that water baptism is a work. And we all know that the scripture says we are not saved by works, lest any should boast but by the grace and sacrifice of Jesus Christ is how we're saved. We talked about remissions of sin. Luke 3.3 says, And he went into all regions around Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And then Luke 24.46-47 says, And then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it is necessary for Christ to suffer and to raise from the dead on the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So here's another thing that we need to look at is what does the word remission mean in Greek? And what does the word repentance mean in the Greek? The word remission in the Greek is aphesis, and it doesn't say forgiveness, it's closer to either liberty or freedom. And repentance in Greek, which is metanoia, literally means to change the mind. To change your mind from previous behavior to a new mind in Jesus Christ. If we use the Greek words, Luke 3, 3 could have been changed to say, and he went into all the region around Jordan preaching a baptism of changing the mind for the freedom from sin. Water baptism is not needed for salvation. Like I said before, there is a baptism that is needed for salvation and that we receive that salvation. Mark 16, 16 says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he that does not believe will be condemned. Well, it doesn't say if he's not baptized, he'll be condemned, just if he does not believe. So again, that baptism is not what saves us. John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. That really shows the difference between John's baptism and Christ's baptism. There's a story in the Bible when Paul came up on John's disciples, and they were not saved. They had been baptized in water, but they were not saved. So if they were baptized in water and not saved, how could that happen? Acts 19, 1 through 7 says, And it happened while Apollos was at Corneth, and Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? 
So they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ. When they heard that, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were all about 12. If you compare that to Romans 8, 9, where it says, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone does not have the spirit of Christ. He is not his. So there it shows you that the baptism that you needed to be saved was the baptism in the Holy Spirit, not the baptism in water. If it were in water, wouldn't Jesus have had baptized people? And Jesus didn't baptize anyone the whole time he was here. If water baptism was necessary for salvation, that would have been like Jesus withholding salvation from everyone he dealt with. But he didn't. Ephesians says, there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. 1 Corinthians twelve thirteen says, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. Note that that one spirit and one baptism. The Holy Spirit is the one baptism. The scripture in Ephesians 4, 5 parallels perfectly with the one spirit and the one body with Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, 13. This is the baptism necessary for salvation. This baptism is performed by God, not by man. It's the baptism of the spirit. That is the baptism to salvation. Next time, I'll bring you a little more information on baptism. I'm going to leave you with the scripture, Mark 16, 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. I pray that you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave a message by contacting me on the website at www.godslovingsacrifice.com. And while you're there, you can catch up on all the other episodes, check out the reviews, and even read the blog. You can also leave a comment on Facebook at God's Loving Sacrifice. Thank you for spending time with us today. And until next time, may God richly bless and keep you.